This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, September 1st, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. A fight that's about to break out is over the U.S. total debt limit. Despite claims that the debt limit will be increased in a so-called clean way, there's plenty of reason to believe the fight will be somewhat more protracted. Cato senior fellow Michael Tanner comments. For a Republican presidential candidate, it was always my thought that the debt ceiling was the fight, the good fight, the fight worth having, the idea that to place some sort of global control over the amount of debt that the United States can hold on to and then the other arguments all fall underneath that uh, kind of argument. What do you think of that? Well, for Republican candidates, that was sort of always the case, uh, at least until uh, Donald Trump. Right, but it never, it never seemed to be a top-tier issue. I mean they talk about debt in a litany of other things but it seems like it was never the front page item. Not really since Ronald Reagan to, to be honest has debt really taken center stage. Uh, but Republican presidential candidates always talked about it. Now when they got in office, of course, Republicans were very different. Uh, somehow it always fell aside. Uh, Treasury secretaries uh, inevitably want to see a, a clean lifting of the debt ceiling. They don't want to deal with the the various complexities that will come up if the debt ceiling is breached. So what's the next fight look like? Well, last time uh, Congress didn't actually raise the debt ceiling. What they did was actually waive it until March of this year so they, we could run up as much debt as we needed to in, the, in that meantime. There was no cap on it. Uh, since then, we've been operating under what's called extraordinary measures, which is something that they do almost every time we hit the debt ceiling. Uh, they basically stopped paying government into government pension funds, things like that for a time. Uh, but they have to come up with something by the start of the new fiscal year, essentially October 1st, or there's going to be real problems. At that point, we may uh, be in technical default. Uh, now, uh, that means the government's going to have to prioritize its payments, pay debt and interest first may lead to problems paying other bills and services and so on unless they're able to come up with and pass the debt ceiling extension, which I expect them to do sooner or later. Okay, So it seems like we have the same conversation every couple of years about uh, the debt ceiling. And uh, you know, it's, it's worth noting over and over again, in fact, this, sh this should be something that is a, a dominant issue in, when we talk about federal spending, which is it would not take very much for interest on U.S. debt to double. Well, no, that's right. The fastest portion of the federal uh, spending right now, the fastest single line item is interest on the debt, which is uh, you know, rising very rapidly. Uh, we could be in trouble very quickly, especially if interest rates go up. Right now, people are willing to lend us money at extremely low interest rates. Uh, that won't always be the case. We're at about one and a half to two percent now. Traditionally, it's been four, five, six percent. So all it would take is a very little notch up, and we'd be in, in real trouble as far as interest rates go. And and currently, we're paying what two hundred plus billion dollars on interest on the debt. I think it's about two hundred fifty billion. Yes. And then a a doubling of the interest rate, which is not a very large increase in the interest rate, would make that four or five billion, four hundred, four or five hundred billion dollars. Well, every every one percent increase in the interest rates is about one hundred twenty billion dollars more in payments that we have to make, and we should understand that that's all money that's essentially a sunk cost. You can't do anything with it. You're not buying tanks and planes or social programs or education or anything. You're you're essentially just paying off, paying off your debt. 
So what is the appetite for actually using this as an opportunity to get get a handle on it, if not uh, legislatively, constitutionally? Well, we should understand that we are going to pass an increase in the debt limit sooner or later. Uh, we always do. We will again this time. The question is over whether or not this is what's called a clean bill, whether or not there will be other provisions that are attached to the debt ceiling limit. That's traditionally been what we've done. You go all the way back to Graham Rubin's Hollings and some of the other proposals that have been out there, uh, the so-called doc fix for Medicare. These were all attached uh, to debt limits at, at one time or another. Uh, right now, Congress and the White House are very divided. Uh, the White House divided amongst itself. Uh, the Treasury Secretary, uh, like all Treasury Secretaries, wants a clean bill. But coming out of OMB, uh, you're finding Nick, uh, Mick Mulvaney uh, taking, a, taking a more pragmatic approach and saying that, well, he'd prefer a cleaner rather than unclean bill. He, he was, you know, thinks we can prioritize payments, pay debt and interest first, and he doesn't seem to be as concerned about it. Does the fact that uh, Donald Trump wanted to uh, increase military spending, does that essentially throw away any hope that he might have cared about restraining spending overall? Well, don't forget this is a president who, when he was a candidate, suggested that uh, we don't have to worry about the debt because we can always print more money. Uh, so, so he has never been a deficit hawk or a debt hawk a, at all. Uh, he does have some in his administration who are like that. The bigger question is going to be in the Republicans in Congress. They're very divided right now. The, the Freedom Caucus in the House is right now insisting on something being attached to the debt limit bill. Uh, they're talking about a number of different proposals, uh, some of which would require spending cuts, uh, one of which would require a vote on Obamacare. Uh, so there's going to be a number of proposals that they're going to put forward and uh, I would not count on the Republicans having enough votes right now to pass anything. Uh, they're so deeply divided. So what should Congress be doing? Well, this is one of the few opportunities when there is leverage that Congress has that they can pass something and try to get some spending restraint. Uh, and they probably shouldn't focus on anything that's going to be too short term. But they can put in place some long-term requirements uh, that basically, even if they're, they're somewhat symbolic, can, can set the stage for spending cuts down the road, particularly when it comes to entitlements. They're going to have to do something to deal with Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security, which are more than half of all federal spending, if they're ever going to get debt and deficits under control. Michael Tanner is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.